it's me, Nadia, and welcome to Free My Mojo podcast number 51. I'm here with you on this rainy night, so if you hear anything that sounds like rain, it is rain. So uh, I just thought I'd go ahead and address that instead of trying to cover up for the uh, weather, which I absolutely cannot do. And one of my favorite phrases is, remember, you are the sky and not the weather. So that's something I say a lot, and I hope you will find value in that. And that's probably what today's uh, message is really about, because today's message is keep your ego in check. And this is uh, number 51. So the way the book's organized, this is fairly near the end. It's almost to the end. And uh, I think it's just such an important thing to remember. I am so fortunate to be around so many creative people in my life. I get to be around artists and filmmakers and writers and speakers and leaders and just really amazing people, just such great people. And I love working with those people to help them go to the next level or to help them make something happen. And it's so cool when someone comes to you and says, look, I'm doing this really important thing, but I need a little help. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. I want to do this with you. Yeah, let's do this. What do we need to do? And one of the things about this is that when you deal with other people who are creative or who are powerful, or who have a lot of achievement or attainment, one of the things that frequently happens is there's an ego. Now, I am not here as a PhD in psychology. Clearly my degree, my PhD is in communications. So I'm not going to get into the id and the ego and all that stuff. And I strongly recommend you read Carl Jung if you want some more insights on that, or talk to a friend who is a psychologist. But there are a lot of reasons why and how we can identify when our ego is out of check. And it's probably really important for you to understand that the ego is really the smallest version of you. Your smallest version of yourself, your littlest version of yourself is your ego. And I can look back on my life and and identify moments in my life when I was really stuck or stung by my ego. In fact, I can remember one this weekend. So... One of the things that happens is there you are going on in your life. You're working on being someone who's highly achieving, who's who's doing something meaningful, who's a caring, decent human being. And then all of a sudden your ego bites you in the ass and you know because you feel bad about yourself. So one of the things that the ego does is it makes you feel very superior or it makes you feel very inferior. So whenever you find yourself hurt by the idea that you are superior to somebody else or inferior to somebody else, you're in your ego and you need to check it. And it would be a great idea. Like I went to a museum recently and they had a coat check and you could check your coat so that you could walk around and look at the art. And I thought, I wish I had an ego check where I could have checked my ego because as I'm looking at all these artists, I'm feeling overwhelmed by how talented everybody is. So one of the things we need to think about is whenever we're comparing ourselves to another person, that's our ego. When we set an impossible goal for ourselves that is brutal and cruel and unkind and unfair, that's our ego. Whenever we think we don't want to try something because maybe someone could do it better than we could do it or easier or for less or for more or whatever the thought is, it's your ego. Anytime you don't want to express yourself because you're not sure if you're good enough, that's your ego. And where, where does this come from? Well, in large part, a lot of us got this behavior from somebody else with an ego. And we were pretty much raised in insecurity or in comparison or any of these things. And it's just so 
awful. It just sticks to you. It's like, it, it's just awful. It's like those horrible little sticker things that you get, you know, in nature and it just clings to you and you, you just can't shake it. Okay. So the only thing you can really do when you have an ego flare up or where your ego is just acting like a maniac is to check it. And you have to say, okay. And, and one of the things that I do, and it sounds silly. In fact, I'm reluctant to share this with you, but I literally will say to myself, okay, little Nadia, you need to settle down. You just need to settle down because when I'm stuck in my ego, I am the littlest version of myself. I am the smallest, lowest version of myself. The self that is vain, the self that is greedy, the self that is competitive, the self that wants to beat other people and be better than other people or have what somebody else has. She's just the worst. She's a little bitch, you know, and I just don't even want to deal with her. So one of the things you need to understand is that when your ego takes hold of you, the only thing that's going to come out of that is that you sooner or later will feel bad about yourself. And if it's completely out of check, you will probably make someone else feel bad about themselves. And you just don't want that. That's not who you want to be. And one of the greatest joys of my life is that I have met some incredibly successful people. And, and when you meet someone who's really successful and they have humility and they care and they listen and they ask you questions and they're interested in you, there is nothing more beautiful than that. There's nothing more beautiful than a beautiful person who cares about other people and who, when they start talking to you, they stop and they ask you questions and they watch and they observe and they're not all about you. Now, at the risk of him ever hearing this, I remember going out on a date with somebody who was very successful. And I know he was very successful because he had a Mercedes that was bigger than my apartment. I kid you not. And I remember going on a date with him and I remember going to a nice dinner and I remember him talking and talking and talking. And at the end of the dinner, as he dropped me home, he said to me, next time, let's talk about you. Now, guess what happened the next time? Well, you're right. There wasn't a next time because that was enough for me. I was at least evolved enough at that point of my life to know that, yes, someone may be very handsome, they may be very successful, and they may be very wealthy. And I'll be honest with you, I do love a nice car. But at least at that point in my life, I was smart enough to say to myself, no, you can't do this. You cannot connect yourself, commit yourself, or engage yourself to someone with an ego that is that big. And you have to be careful because whenever you work with or, or connect yourself to a person with an ego that is completely out of check, all that's going to happen is you're going to suffer because they're going to get upset at you sooner or later. They'll get upset at you because you're not enough, because you, you, you gained weight or you spent too much money or you ate too fast or you ate too slow. They're going to get upset with you because they're comparing you or they think you're paying attention to somebody more than you, or they're going to accuse you of something. You know, you're just absolutely doomed if you connect yourself to people with huge egos because they can't help themselves. They're going to destroy you because that's how their ego is going to survive. So the only thing you can really do is that when you see an ego and you have to work with that person whose ego is very large, all you can do is fall into your own centered self. You check your ego. You don't take the bait. 
you don't fall into it, you don't find you find a way to focus on the thing that you know is your skill. You focus on the thing that you know is your ability and you let their ego wear itself out like a child. Like you took a child to the playground and you said, okay, run, go forth. And that little child runs and plays and climbs and sooner or later they wear themselves out. And that's basically what an ego will do. It will exhaust itself. In my younger years, I made a lot of mistakes. And one of the mistakes that I made is that I oftentimes misunderstood that when someone had an ego, I saw that person as extremely confident and I wanted to be confident and I wanted to be someone who had self-assurance. And so I was drawn to people with egos, I think, because that's what I wanted. I wanted to feel like I was this confident person. And I thought that that what they were exhibiting with their ego was confidence. And it took me a really long time of getting my ass kicked to realize that that was completely not for me. And that was not for anybody who's an evolved person or a conscious person. So the problem is this, your ego, when it's out of check, is frequently your unconscious self. And what you wanna make sure you do is that you wanna make sure that you live your life, create your work, go about your business, build a movement, build an organization, build a spiritual practice, a creative practice, whatever it is you're dreaming of, regardless of what it is, whether it's to to grow a garden or to raise a child or to build an organization or to write a book or create a film, it doesn't matter what that thing is. If you can make friends with your ego and if you can calm that spoiled bratty child and, and just assure it and reassure it and get it to be calm and get it to be in neutral and check that ego, just check it. Remember, going to the museum, Hi, can I leave my ego here? I'm going to come back and get it later. Thanks very much. Go off, enjoy yourself and come back and get it later. Because if you find yourself beating yourself up over your appearance or any physical thing, you know that your ego is out of check. And I know for myself, two of the things in my life that have given me a lot of grief are money and weight. And even when I was very, very thin, dangerously thin, perhaps, I still didn't think that I was thin enough. And when I've had an abundance of money, there have been times when I thought this isn't enough either. And, and this is not enough is the language of the ego. The minute you hear it, you know, that's your, that's your clue right there that the ego is at work. Now, should you have enough money to live and pay your bills? Absolutely. Should you, are you entitled to have large, vast amounts of fortunes? Absolutely. Should you be a healthy weight so that you don't get illnesses or diseases or anything like that? Absolutely. I'm not talking about those things. What I'm talking about is the idea that anything physical outside of yourself makes you better than anybody else. Because you know what? It does not. It doesn't make you better. It does not make you better at all. In fact, the minute you find yourself in comparison to another human being, then you need to check yourself right there and then because that is none of your business. You don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about what's happened to them. You don't know any of these things. Your ego will invent shit. It will make stuff up. It will tell stories because it has to survive. It's kind of like that plant in Little Shop of Horrors, you know? 
feed me, feed me. The ego is that way. You feed it, it gets bigger, it gets bigger, it gets bigger until it's just this insatiable giant and nothing is enough for it. And I worked for a lot of years in politics and I have to tell you that there were so many politicians I met who were really about people and wanted people to do well. And then there were these awful abominations of human beings who just had these massive egos who were just going to consume everything in their path to feed that ego. And that, my friend, is the person you have to watch out for. And no matter what industry you're in, whether it's education or entertainment or finance, they're always there. And you need to watch for them and you need to avoid them. And you need to make sure yourself that you don't get provoked by them or drawn in by them. Because I'll tell you what I find all the time. I find other creative people who want to work, who want to collaborate, who want to help, who want to advise, who want to make the world better. And that is your tribe. And that is who you want to find. And that is who you want to be with. But as best you can, get to a place where you have exquisite self-care, where you take care of yourself so well that if you're tired, take a nap. If you're thirsty, drink clean water. You know, and be grateful. Show gratitude that you can. Be so grateful. I mean, if you pay all your bills and you have a dollar, oh my gosh, you're, you're in the black. You're great. It's wonderful. Stop beating yourself up over stuff that holds you back. Just say to yourself, let's just see what I can do here. When I went to get my PhD, I had a seven-year-old child. I was a single mother. I was teaching college full-time and I would drive 90 minutes to go to college two nights a week while my son was with his father. And I, and I would do it. And, and, I, and I would say to myself every week, let's just see what you can do. And at the end of three years, I was finished with the program. But every week I would say to myself, okay, let's just see. Let's just see what you can do here. And just having that compassion for myself made it possible for me to not only finish, but to love it, to love the, the, the education I got, to love the faculty that I met, to love the students who became my really close friends, and to love the experience. So as best you can, really, really ask yourself, what are the ways in which I can check my ego? How is my ego somehow holding me back? How is my ego somehow making me suffer? And how can I move away from that? You're never going to get rid of it entirely because I can guarantee you on a bad day, you may find that it just flares up like hemorrhoids. I mean, there's just nothing you can do about it. And you just have to check it and you just have to take care of it. And you just have to really watch out for it. But it's always there. It's always there at some level. And you've just got to keep it where it's a good reminder to you. It's a good teacher to you. It, it can even be a friend to you. But that it is not driving the bus of your life. Because that is not a journey you want to be on. It is as always my pleasure to talk to you. I know I get a little evangelical sometimes because I really want to see you do well. I really don't want you to suffer. I really want the best for you. I want the very, very, very best for you. Thank you so much for listening today. And if this has somehow helped you, I ask you to share it. That would be so great of you as we grow um, our community and we help one another and increase our network. So thank you so much. It's been a joy and please take good care of yourself. Thank you. Mm -hmm.